And welcome to Slasher Street Podcast. My name is Ryan Devlin, and thank you so much for joining me once again. This is a horror movie podcast where each week I will be reviewing and discussing in detail a different horror movie from our epic collection here at the house. However, this week is uh, slightly different to normal. This is actually the first of two episodes coming your way this week. One episode, which is going to be coming later on, probably around about Friday, which is going to be our usual programming, reviewing a horror movie from our collection. This week, that's going to be 1989's slash classic intruder however for this episode this one is slightly different because this past weekend uh, me and my wife headed down to manchester to experience for the love of horror into the dark the scare attraction that was at the bowlers exhibition center in uh, in manchester now, if you'd listened to our episode last week and even the last couple of episodes, um, we've been teasing like this UK scare attraction special. Um, and unfortunately, this has came a little bit sooner than we'd hoped to get that out there because we had loads, we had quite a bit planned. We were going to be doing this one in Manchester and then this coming Saturday we were meant to be going to Scare Kingdom in Blackburn uh, and we were going to do Scare Kingdom for the final night and then we were going to kind of bunch all that together, do two big reviews um, for the two scare attractions as well as obviously plug in some of the other attractions that are here in the UK. But unfortunately, uh, if you haven't already seen on the news, um, Boris the Animal, he has announced that as of Thursday, the UK is going into a national lockdown, which basically means that uh, Scare Kingdom finished on Sunday. uh, And we couldn't... The guys at Scare Kingdom were awesome and basically emailed all the ticket holders that had tickets for Friday and Saturday this coming weekend. We had tickets for Saturday, the final night. And basically said, you know, you can use your tickets on Sunday, which is definitely going to be the final night. But unfortunately, um, we were already in Manchester through the day for the For the Love of Horror event. And then we were coming home. We had to pick up our, li- pick up our little girl. So um, the whole thing just didn't work. So unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do Scare Kingdom. However, we are going to try and do their Christmas, uh, Chris Evil or Christmas Evil, Xmas Evil event, basically the one night only event they do about two weeks before Christmas, same place in Blackburn, so we are going to try and still do that one in December. Um, So basically for this episode, uh, a little bit sooner than normal, this is going to be solely based on the one scare attraction that we did this year, which is uh, the one at the Bowlers Exhibition Centre in Manchester, uh, produced by the guys who do For the Love of Horror, the convention that also takes place at the Bowlers Exhibition Centre. Now, this year for attractions, we've been really struggling to get to anywhere with our little girl and things like that, and um, COVID and things like that. I mean, there's things like, um, you know, Scarefest over Alton Towers, obviously Scare Kingdom. So there's so many things that we haven't been able to do this year just with timing, logistics, the COVID, everything has been a bit bit of a nightmare. So when these guys announced that they were doing a scare attraction over Halloween weekend, you know, it's a one 
one-off kind of thing you don't have it's not too far for us to travel around about two hours from our place to Manchester so not too bad we just jumped at the chance we were like yes let's go and do this and um, considering the guys at For the Love of Horror at Monopoly events only had what two to two and a half weeks to to plan this get the sets built get everything signed off from the council get tickets on sale get the artwork out there they did an incredible job I've got to be honest with you and I'm really excited to talk about this uh, to talk about this attraction today um so what is it essentially um well basically for the love of horror is a convention which you've heard me talk about on this show a few times no doubt that takes place in manchester a couple of weeks or a week before halloween however this year um it had to be cancelled again because of the covid bastard that basically is ruining everyone's lives at the moment the whole convention got cancelled they had so many awesome guests booked for this year as well and i was super excited to be heading along there um so instead somehow i don't know how they did it but they basically got this signed off that uh, instead of doing the convention they could still use the bowlers exhibition center uh, and put on this giant scare attraction um which was just you know i have to applaud the guys for all the effort and all the work that went into to making this a thing um so altogether there was four scare mazes in this one giant maze now the bowlers exhibition center is a huge huge room um i remember doing a wrestling show there probably two years ago i ring announced the wrestling show there for what culture it was the american quarterfinals or the american qualifiers for the pro wrestling world cup and the venue was huge so and they pretty much used the whole of the main arena for this like the whole main hall and it was one long scare attraction it was really well done it was four zones but all one big attraction it'll make more sense as we go along um so the four scare mazes that were there they were made up of uh funhouse massacre in zone one there was the end of days in zone two icons in zone three and last soul on the left on zone four now there was an optional extra that you could go, that you could pay extra for which was an over 18 extreme zone called the sickening now we didn't do this so that's not going to be part of the review there was a couple of friends of mine who actually had tickets to do this but unfortunately just because they had a table booked on a saturday night and the queue was quite big they missed out on that so unfortunately i couldn't even speak to those guys to say you know what happened what was your thoughts to kind of feed that back here so i have absolutely no idea what happened in that extreme zone um and we were very cl- well i was at least not my wife but i was very close to just paying the extra on the day and doing it but again we also had a table booked for lunch on on sunday so we just it was just time wise just wouldn't have worked out so i'm here and i'm going to do the review for the four scare zones that we did um the ticket price was 20 pounds i think which i think was actually quite reasonable for what you got uh, the whole attraction was around about 25 minutes to half an hour it depends on how long and how many people are going to be there i would imagine if there was a bit of a queue to get in um you could have been there for about an hour because or even longer maybe because when we got there we were booked in for half 12 on sunday so that's pretty much the quietest possible time you can go in fact when we turned up i think there was only like two couples in front of us um or two couples in the whole place so we were pretty much as soon as we got our tickets stamped we were straight into the maze um 
One thing as well, I just want to point out how awesome the staff were at this event. Like, every single staff member that we encountered, um, I presume they were all, you know, staff from Monopoly events or at least uh, Bowler's Exhibition Centre staff. From the guys on the door that took your tickets, to the security guard, to the staff even inside the maze that was helping you get through everything uh, and showing you around, like... Everyone was super friendly and it was just they were just doing a fantastic job under incredibly difficult circumstances, especially because Manchester's in tier three, trying to keep everybody safe. They just did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Um, so I suppose let's start at the beginning. So we get there, we get our ticket stamped, and the first thing we get is two trick-or-treat bags. So that was a fantastic start to the whole experience. Um one thing I just want to say, in fact, we'll get to this once I've said this next bit. I think that's one thing I just want to say. Um, but basically, you'd make your way through the queue. It was all fully COVID secure. There was a Hellraiser photo op as well, which looked damn awesome. So I don't know whether that's something that the guys had already, like for the convention. So whether that's a set piece they already use or whether that was purpose built for the queue. But it looked damn good. And in fact, if you go on the Slasher Street podcast Facebook page, you'll be able to see my picture with uh, in the set piece and just see how good that looks. Uh, and then we go down into the start of the attraction, uh, and there's the Santa Carla sign, so another photo op as you go in there. Um, so, one thing I want to just say about this maze, and I think this is just the sign of the times that we're in. Now, we haven't been to Alton Towers or anything this year for Scarefest. We haven't done any attraction like this, basically, probably since Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. Um, and one thing that I was quite surprised with, and it's quite it's something that you don't think about even going into it, but the isolation factor in this maze. Because it's really dark and you're only going through there with people in your own party. So for me, it was just me and the missus. Um, now, she usually enjoys these kind of things, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, and I think was looking forward to it anyway. Um, but I think when you think about it, say if we went to Halloween Horror Nights and it wasn't COVID, or if you went to Scarefest and it wasn't COVID or anything like that, generally when you're going through these kind of attractions, um, there's always somebody in front, there's always like a group in front of you or behind you. There's never unless you're going at incredibly quiet time, there's never a time when you're on your own in the scare maze you know there's always someone in front there's always someone behind and you're just constantly going through the attraction and um, that gives you this sense of safety even though you're 100% safe when you're in there just the fact that you're in there with loads of other people gives you that sense of safety and I feel like if we had gone through this with like six or seven other people then her anxiety would have been like a bit more normal but because we went in there just the two of us you are so isolated and it i think that made the experience so much more intense in my opinion um and i do again because we were quite quiet at the time we went we couldn't even hear people screaming in the maze so again you couldn't hear someone round the corner screaming or being chased or anything like that so you literally didn't know what was round the corner Whereas normally, when you go to an attraction like this, you can see roughly what's in front of you, you can hear the people screaming, so you can brace yourself that something's going to happen, where there was none of that with this. For me, that added to the fun, but for other people, such as my missus, uh, and I think other people who get quite scared quite easily, um, then... 
I can imagine then that would probably give you um, that that might be a bit too much for you to be honest. But anyway, let's get into the attraction here. So the first zone is Funhouse Massacre, which is described as journey into the dark through this nightmare carnival of misfits and murderous monsters. We guarantee you won't be laughing at the end. Now I thought this was a pretty I think all, uh, at least three of the four zones in this uh, scare attraction were incredibly, incredibly well detailed. Um, the last one for me was probably the one that wasn't quite as detailed, but as we'll get to at the end, that made up for it in some parts of that in some parts of that maze. But yeah, Funhouse Massacre, basically loads of killer clowns and Pennywise. That's what you. That's the takeaway from this one. Was um, you know. Loads of clowns jumping out at you, kind of banging on walls, loads of um, multicolour effects and things like that. It was really, really cool. And the, probably the, the best part of, the, of this section for me was when you turned a corner, if you turned this corner, and uh, if you've seen, I don't know if this is it chapter two or it chapter one. I think it's it chapter one. They, they're in the old house and you have the three doors. It says scary, not scary or very scary. <laughs> and I just, again, this is the thing because when you're in this on your own, the actors completely give you their full attention. The scare actors completely 110% focus on you. And I think that really added to this experience because had there, in my opinion, had there been six people in front of us, the actors probably couldn't have give you that personal scare, that personal experience. But because you were the only ones in there, they were going for you. And it was all aimed at you. So anyway, they had these three doors <laughs> Pennywise, the clown, just kind of pooped his head round, started laughing, and then went back into the door. But you have to go through that door, so you couldn't, like... Because I actually tried the other door. I was like, oh, shit, well, maybe we can't go through this door. And that was another thing about this, this attraction was... Um, it's quite disorientating of where you were supposed to go. Um, because it was, re it was really dark, and, you know, you thought you were meant to go one way but that was the wrong way and you'd end up you could easily get lost in there to be honest with you so i was trying like the other doors because i was like well you don't want to go through the door where pennywise was but that was the way you were supposed to go so i was like oh shit so that was a really really cool touch and they had like the uh the sewer scene with pennywise who poked his head out of the sewer and you had georgie there as well it was really really cool it was that was the, a great start to the attraction now Going into Zone 2, which was End of Days. Now, this is described as, with a breakdown in law and order, chaos becomes the new norm, anything is legal for one night only, whatever you do, don't get caught. So, essentially, it's the purge. And um, this was, in my opinion, the most intense section of the attraction. And really, really well done. Like, they did the purge justice. This was actually... Probably my second favourite out of the two, but it was 100% the most intense of the lot. And the actors in this section did such a damn good job at staying in character. And um, yeah, you really felt like you were in there. So we 
when when you come out of the Funhouse massacre section, the, this guy comes out of nowhere and he's like, come on, run with me, follow me. And I was like, oh shit, this is going to be good. And then you go in and it has like the, the purge, you know, you are commencing the purge now. Um, the, the, the attraction that, you know, from the purge movie. Um, you're walking through, you know, what looks like uh, just battered streets, people coming after you with meat cleavers. There was two full-size cars in this section of the maze as well, just to kind of emphasize that you were outside on the street. I thought that was really well done. But the best thing about this section for me was how intense the scare actors were. And uh, there was one section in this in this maze where... Because it's again, because you get lost. You was I was so disoriented. I was like, well, kind of feel like we have to go this way, and because uh, there was a gap in the curtain, and you kind of pushed the curtain over, and this guy, this purge guy, I've got a fucking murder. You came through, and I was like, oh shit, and I was like. But he was blocking that entrance. I was like, how do we get through? And luckily, you know, we managed to find our way out of there. But yeah, that was the most intense section for me. In terms of how intense the actors were, they did a great job. And they must have only just came on shift, come on shift because they were so up for it. Um, and yeah, they, were, they did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Um, so moving on to the third zone, which was icons. The uh, description for that one is try to survive uh, being another member of the body count of some of horror's most prophilic killers. Will you make it to the final zone? This for me was my favourite zone of the four. 100%. Now... Was that because, you know, you saw some of your favourite horror villains in there at one go? Maybe. But I just thought the set pieces in this area completely made it for me. Um, so we got there. Before you went in, you could see the Elm Street sign. And they had this great mirror effect. So you're walking down the corridor and the mirror light flashes and Freddy's in the mirror. So you know Freddy's coming. Uh, we ended up in Freddy's boiler room and Freddy's like right in your face. You had to crawl under um, his workbench to get out of there. And then that got you into the Halloween zone. Now, there wasn't an actor playing Michael Myers from what I could gather. Or at least there wasn't during our run through. Maybe there was later on. There was... Um, mannequin michael myers there was a set piece from uh, halloween h2o you know the scene where uh, laurie and michael face off through the through the door that set piece was there i don't know whether you could stop to get a photo opportunity at that point maybe you could uh, we didn't we just carried on going through then you went through the garden you know with the um uh, with the bed sheets and then Michael was there as well. Um, so I just thought these these areas were incredibly well detailed. And now onto my absolute favourite part of the whole maze. And I don't know how they managed to build this set within two weeks. On top of everything else, getting everything sorted. But we went to Camp Crystal Lake. And my god, this set was phenomenal it was the floor was stones you know as if you were outside on a stony floor um there was a there was a campsite there was the camp crystal lake cabin and out of nowhere came this jason who looked fantastic he looked like jason takes manhattan um jason he looked brilliant the guy who was playing jason 
did an awesome job. And his costume, I mean, it was dark, so maybe I didn't get as good look at it. You know, we were all wearing masks and things as well because of obviously COVID. So sometimes my glasses were steaming up. Um, but from what I saw, this guy did this guy looked the part. He really looked like Jason. And I was trying to get a really good look at him. In fact, if I had if if we were allowed, I would have tried to get a selfie with this guy in Camp Crystal Lake because he did great. And then, so we had to exit through the uh, cabin and then just Jason started banging on the cabin. It's like brilliant, brilliant stuff. And then there was this very well done section in the Friday the 13th area where there was like these green... You were in this kind of mini tent and uh, there was these green lights, green strobe lights with the smoke effect. So to make it look, it made it look like you were in the middle of a swamp or in the middle of a lake. And then we were like, we knew something was going to happen. And then Jason comes up from above the smoke effect. Uh, he did that twice because we just were so disorientated in there as where we were supposed to actually go. Um, you know, by the time we'd actually got there you I couldn't figure out where the actual curtain was to get out of that area so again like these things are super disorientating so we were probably in the maze for longer than we should have because I tried to take my time during these three scenes with the Friday the nightmare and the Halloween set I tried to take my time in here get a really good look at everything uh, my missus was freaking out at this point um, but you know I was trying to really take it all in and they did just a brilliant job and I think that was pretty much the end of the icon section now before we get to this next bit I just want to say um we kind of came to a crossroads area where you went in before the end of the um, icon section, but before Last Soul on the left, which was the zone four. Uh, and it kind of felt like we were supposed to go one way, but we were supposed to go into the next section of the maze because it was kind of cornered off. And the actor did a great job. He was like, what, don't I look trustworthy? Don't you come in here with me? Um and I think it was just because, you know, of how much we'd already gone through, just the two of us. So anyway, we went into this section and out of nowhere, Leatherface came with his chainsaw and chased us around this section. And oh my God, my missus, that was the end of her tether, I think, with this one, because she was already so freaked out by the whole thing. Because again, it's so isolating going through on your own and it's such a huge huge area and there's always there's always the the soundtrack going through in the background whilst you're going through everything uh so it got re it got quite too much for her uh and i just want to say uh when we get to this point if the guys at for the love of horror are listening uh, i think it's neil who does the for the love of horror live podcast he was playing leatherface and he could see that it had gotten too much for my, for my missus. Uh, and he actually was super nice. And honestly, if you're listening, Neil, I can't thank you enough because you really helped to get through that next section. And while she was shitting herself in the next section, I think that was the break she really needed in this maze. Uh, and and just I just want to say thanks very much because, um, yeah, you really made her feel a lot more comfortable. And it was just funny for me because it was like... Leatherface is <laughs> chasing us with a chainsaw and at the next minute he's like helping us and you know and um 
Although it was it was probably too much for her. But the thing is, as I say, when we go to Halloween Horror Nights or any of these other events pre-COVID, it's totally different. It's a totally different scenario and totally different feel event um, when you're going through it on your own. It really is. But yeah, I just want to say a big thanks to the team. They were all super, super lovely. Whilst even whilst we were going through the maze, super lovely and when they were in character, they were they were in character. Um, but when they could see that someone obviously needed a little bit of assistance and needed a little bit of help, they were more than happy to oblige. So, honestly, couldn't recommend these guys enough. Um, so then we got into the final zone, zone four, last soul on the left. Now, this one I wasn't quite sure about what to expect. The first three, you really know what's coming, you know, clowns, purge, icons. And then we had zone four, which is last soul on the left, which is basically not much is known about the last trail you must have. Sorry, <clears throat> not much is known. Uh, sorry, I've got I'm not even on the beers tonight. Not much you know about the last trail you were... Oh, sorry, trial. God, my God. I can hardly read tonight. Honestly, God, my eyes. Uh, I'm not even drinking, would you believe? Uh, not much is known about the last trial you must face, as those who have entered have never left to tell the tale of what lies ahead. So, it was a bit difficult to understand what was going to happen in this maze, to be honest. It was basically... This is you escaping the maze, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't. It was, I didn't really understand what was happening throughout the whole thing. I was trying to <laughs> trying to console the missus as we were going through this, um, but the actors in there did a great job. There was this really cool scene where there was like three beds in this scene, and you just knew someone was going to pop out from one. <laughs> they came out from under the bed and from behind the beds, and yeah, they did a great job. And the ending to this one was phenomenal because. We come to the very end and you could see the end. You can see the end set piece, which is actually Captain Spaulding's Museum of Monsters and Mad Men set piece. Uh, and you could see it at the very end. And then out of nowhere comes this giant scarecrow who looked incredible. Like the costume on this guy was brilliant. Uh, and then that was pretty much the... And that was him trying to take your soul, I would imagine. Um, and then that was it. And then that was the end. And so the whole scare attraction probably lasted for around about 25 minutes we were in the building for about half an hour in total uh, which is what was advertised and what we felt was good value now we could have gone through again in fact you could have probably gone through it two or three times really um but unfortunately we had a meal booked at tgi fridays it was sunday essentially in manchester because we're all going into lockdown uh, this Thursday, Manchester was like Christmas Eve. It was in crazy busy in Manchester in the traffic centre. So we knew we had to get to get there to to get to our reservation. So we didn't do it again. Uh, and me and my missus, we've been talking about this for the last couple of days since we got back. And um, I genuinely think that if she went through it again, um, you know, knowing what was happening, knowing who what what was going to happen. I think she would have enjoyed it a lot more. But personally for me, I thought it was fantastic. Now, the guys do do a scare attraction at the convention every year. So, But I kind of hope they can still do this event as well yearly. Whether they do the convention one week and then this the week after. I think that would be a great compliment to each event. Obviously, still do the free scare attraction at the convention because it's a hit. Because um, that's the thing. The scare attraction is included in your entry fee. And you can go around as many times as you want. But uh, yeah, I genuinely think this was a great addition to their calendar. I think they did a phenomenal job with 
A, the time frame that they had to build it, get it all signed off and get the actors in and make sure everything works and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and for the for the price, it was a great price as well. So I cannot complain at all. But I do hope that maybe they can do this yearly. Uh, I don't see why not, because obviously scare attractions are a huge thing in the UK. Uh, and as the convention gets bigger, things like this surely should just get uh, more popular and, and bigger as we go along. Um, so overall, as I say, I just want to say a huge thank you to all the guys at the Monopoly events and for the love of horror for putting this event on. Um, I obviously would thoroughly recommend you guys checking this out next year. Hopefully it happens again. It was kind of built on the fact that the convention wasn't happening, but... I totally think, I totally think they should do this again because it was a real hit. And um, yeah, I, I, I would definitely do it again next year. Uh, and the, like I say, price price value was, was really good as well. Um, if anyone did the over 18 extreme zone, the sickening, please do let me know what happened. And because um, I'm really intrigued about that, to be honest with you. I mean, we were going to do the over 18 maze at uh, Scare Kingdom this Saturday, Psychomantium. And I was really looking forward to that. And that's like meant to have been the UK's like sickest scare maze. So it would have been very interesting to see how that compared to this one. So I'm really gutted that actually in the end of the day, I'm not going to be able to do either of them. <laughs> um, so I'm really gutted about that. But hey-ho, it is, it is what it is. So anyway, I hope uh, you all enjoyed this little episode. Obviously, it's a little bit shorter than normal because we're just going... Uh, through the scare attraction itself rather than going through a play-by-play -play of a movie. Do join us later in the week as we go through 1989 slasher classic Intruder. That's coming up probably Thursday or Friday, probably Friday. We'll see how that goes. Um, and if you haven't already done so, make sure to give us a like on Facebook. Just search Slasher Street Podcast. Give us a like on there. Um, if you're listening to us on iTunes, obviously we would hugely, hugely uh, appreciate a five-star review. And if you can write a review as well, really do appreciate it. It really helps us get up there and get small people listening to the show. So thank you very much, everyone. Uh, have an awesome week. Let's pray this lockdown is only for one month if you're based in the UK. Um, let's just hope this is over before we know it and we're back to normal again. Um, We'll see you all later in the week for our next episode. And in the meantime, everyone, remember, stay scared. It cannot be. My eyes are deceiving me. What you see is real. What's done is done and what I've done is right. It's the work of science. Yeah.